All right, if you could just introduce yourself, where you work, what you do. My name is Jake Patterson. I am the Director of Marketing at Northern Quest Resort and Casino. Uh, me and my team, we uh, essentially do marketing and advertising for uh, Northern Quest and the business entities of the Kalispell Tribe of Indians. Perfect. And what year did you graduate from Gonzaga? Uh, 2008. And what did you get your degree in? Uh, business administration, uh, focus in marketing, and a minor in public relations. Did you know going in that's what you wanted to do? No, not at all. Um, I actually was supposed to be a civil engineer and build bridges, uh, or at least that's what I thought I was going to do. Uh, at GU, after my first semester, I realized it really wasn't for me, and then uh, you know spent the rest of that first year kind of deciding what I was going to do, and then uh, landed in uh, in business and have loved it ever since. Today, I sat down with Jake Patterson, a 2008 graduate and the Director of Marketing at Northern Quest Resort and Casino. Northern Quest is Spokane's largest casino. Offering more than just a robust game floor, the company takes a comprehensive approach to the entertainment and hospitality industry. Jake and I unpack how his experience has prepared him in coordinating the marketing of such a massive operation, and how he's grown over the last eight years while at Northern Quest. My name is John Brick Jennings, and this is Career Paths, a Gonzaga podcast. What motivated that change kind of from engineering to business? When I was uh, in high school, uh, I, I took a class, I don't even remember what it was called, but it was uh, essentially building uh, basswood bridges. And it's a competition uh, that high schools all across the country have ended up going to the national competition twice. Um, my junior and senior year ended up uh, just kind of winging it, you know, what I thought was the right way to build a bridge. And at least in that scenario of, you know, loading weight from below on a you know, basswood, um, and uh, was successful at it. And then uh, when I was learning about the principles of actually doing that professionally, my first year in, uh, in college, uh, I realized that I didn't like the, the structure that it needed. I thrived in that, you know, kind of, let's try this scenario. And that doesn't work when you build real bridges for people to drive across. So it would be a disaster. Uh, while in college, what was your ideal profession once you switched to business? Uh, so I've always been a sports fan, um, have always loved the business of sports. So my, uh, uh, my, my trajectory or my thought process at least was to uh, work in sports business, uh, continuing my education post GU in that specifically and have some background working in minor league athletics. But uh, I've always liked um, sports and so I figured that I could give it a go and make a career out of it. Is there anything in particular you kind of liked about the sports industry? Um, so I... Well, I think, first of all, I was a sports fan, and so that contributed to my love of wanting to stay in the game, if you will, um, knowing that I was never going to be a professional athlete, uh, you know, um, being able to stay around it. Um, you know, I really do like the, um, the atmosphere of sports, and I enjoy, you know, the sense of um, community and the sense of uh, entertainment that a sporting event provides to, you know, people who go and view those types of things. So I, I really liked that the idea of staying in that long term as a profession and, uh, you know, have found a parallel, um, a parallel industry in, in casino gaming and, and everything else that Northern Quest is. It's all entertainment based. So it's the same, the same principles. I would call it a parallel field to where um, I, I thought I would be, you know, a decade ago. What kind of motivated you to choose Gonzaga? 
That's a really, really great question. Um, you know, I knew that, uh, well, I'm from Washington, first of all, so I, and I knew that I wanted to say semi-local, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to stay at home. I'm originally from Wenatchee, Washington, which is about three hours from, from Spokane. Um, so, you know, looking around, I knew that I wanted, uh, you know, I wanted a, a good education. So academics was important. Um, extracurriculars were another um, big important thing for me. Um, I ended up, I was, I actually played club hockey here at GU, uh, you know, finding that uh, community, uh, ability to be able to do that um, at the club level was important to me. And a lot of schools, you know, in Washington have that. Um, so that wasn't a, you know, it wasn't the only pre-qualifier, but, uh, you know, uh, tour, toured a few schools and instantly tour at GU knew it's where I wanted to go. Um, it's kind of a cliche and a lot of people say it all the time, but it's just different at GU and it was noticeable from, you know, the very minute I stepped on campus. The director of marketing is a very broad position that can encompass a lot of different responsibilities. To better understand Jake's role and more specifics about his job function, I ask what he does on a day-to-day -day basis. So moving kind of away from that, more focusing on your job at Northern Quest, can you walk us through like your daily job function? Yeah. Kind of explain it as if you were talking to a middle schooler. Then. Sure. Just okay. keep it yeah. simple. No jargon. <laughs> uh, so uh, I have a department of around, uh, uh, around 25 people, and uh, we do everything from print design to digital design uh, to website um, to email like digital marketing um, we have content in-house as well so when I say content we're really focused on like blogs and the way that we appear from a search engine optimization standpoint that's kind of jargony but um, uh, we um, also uh, have a subset of our of our department that is focused on the account side so uh, like an agency, we have clients. Uh, our clients are just internal departments or internal uh, um, folks within either Northern Quest or within the Kalispell tribe. So we have uh, uh, marketing managers and marketing coordinators that are associated with working with each of those businesses. Uh, and uh, then it all rolls up into uh, single creative services, going back to what I was just talking about around design and digital, um, things like that. And that's roughly uh, 25 people, including myself. All right. So how much is done internally versus kind of like contracted out? Yeah. There? So we also have an agency uh, in, locally. Uh, they're out of Coeur d'Alene. And uh, they do a lot of our big brand type stuff. Um, they are involved on with writing and scripting our broadcast commercials, our TV commercials. And, and then certain amount of production work that we also do, in, in, but more focused on our brand stuff. Um, we internally do a lot of the things related to that have a, a lot of turnover. So things that are like casino promotions that are only you know, 30 days you know, at a time because it rotates based on the calendar, seasonality, things like that. So a lot of the stuff that we do internal, it is a lot of, it is a lot of what we do. It just doesn't last for six months. It lasts for 30 or 40 days. Um, and that's, that's you know, mainly the difference between what we do um, and what our agency does for us. Northern Quest markets on multiple fronts. I was curious to hear how marketing for this casino is split up and the rationale behind this divide. So we traditionally do everything. Um, we're one of the largest advertisers in the Spokane market. Um, Percentage-wise, that's 
a really hard question to answer because um, because media dollars for something like TV is much more significant than something like digital. But there is um, there's reasons why you would do something that costs a lot more but does the same result. But I certainly can talk about some of why we do what we do. Uh, for instance, like TV advertising, it's it's the most visible. It is the ability to show what Northern Quest is like to a certain standpoint. Uh, so we are, you know, we have a annual TV buy. We're also, we run Super Bowl ads. We run different uh, premium placements like uh, some of the award shows or some of the, um, well, GU basketball. Just for example, we have five TV commercials during GU basketball games for a specific reason. That's pretty much every single commercial break. Uh, we're there and that's all driven by eyeballs. People wa people in Spokane watch GU basketball and you know we, we leverage that. Uh, we do that uh, across the board in, in every media type. So um, print has kind of the same principles. You know, we're in um, publications because, uh, you know, some of them, we have, a, we have a baseline, you know, we're in the certain amount of publications every month as editorial calendar shift. You know, we place ads based off of, you know, what the, the magazine or the publication is specifically talking about. And then along with that, how far out does your advertising reach? Do you stay mostly in Spokane, expanded to Coeur d'Alene? Oh yeah, so uh, the media market for Spokane is actually really unique. It's not like most. Uh, it's not like most markets in uh, in America. So if you were to talk about like the Seattle market, uh, it's a metropolitan market, but uh, it's really centralized to just kind of you know the four walls of Seattle. When you look at the Spokane uh, media market, we go all the way up into southern BC. We're in northern Oregon. We're in western Montana which also includes the whole Panhandle, Idaho, all the way to central Washington. So our media market by the nature of where we live is very different. We benefit from that because of the size. So we can place things like broadcast, like radio, that sort of thing uh, in our single market and reach all of those areas just like we would. Um, if you were, uh, if it wasn't that way, you would have to buy all of those markets separately. So. I've never been out to the casino. Can you kind of describe what it's like and what your work environment is like? Yeah, uh, the casino is uh, is a trip from the standpoint of it does not feel like it does not feel like Spokane. Um, through our development and through our growth and and through the standard um, of the Kalispell tribe, we've really grown it to be a, a destination more so than you would see in a lot of other tribal casinos. And that's not to disparage other tribal casinos. Uh, we certainly just have um, a different way that we look at doing business. And that's really focused on guest experience and hospitality. And uh, you can walk on into the property at Northern Quest and you can and, and really find everything that you would need, you know, for a nice long weekend. Uh, you know, the idea is that you don't necessarily have to fly to Vegas to have the kind of experience. It's right here in your backyard, and that's what our advertising um, tries to achieve. Um, so from a physical environment standpoint, it's beautiful. The, the, um, the textures, um, everything from the, the way that you're, you know, treated when you check into your hotel, how you're greeted by, uh, how you're greeted by the staff when you dine in Maslow's or any of the other restaurants we have. It's all by design. So you kind of touched on this with the first part, but Northern Quest is such a diversified business, right? You, it's more than just the casino. You got restaurant bars, yep. spas, golf courses, and live entertainment. What's it like trying to market all that in such a varied business? 
uh, it's a challenge and it's it's actually a, a really uh, good challenge and it's and it's unique from the standpoint of my job uh, is not focused on on selling the same thing i kind of say I, I like to joke and say widgets you know we don't sell widgets at northern quest we we're on the experience market we sell experiences so the the challenge of advertising that is very different than if you were to sell a product that you know it's you know this size it does this for you and this is how it's going to change your life you know that's pretty easy um, from the standpoint of you, you know, you write it once, you use it a hundred times before you rewrite it. We uh, we operate differently because we have you know a dozen restaurants, we have a hotel, we have live entertainment, both indoor outdoor. Casino is even more than just a casino floor. There's a difference between table games and slot machines from how you would advertise them or talk about them. Uh, even our our players club, which is the it's called the Camus Club. Um, that is your player's car that you put in a slot machine to to earn rewards and things like that for your play. Um, all of those are different business verticals, if you will, that require different advertising. So part of our challenge and even throwing it back to some of the advertising, the way that we, you know, the way that that works is we're looking at all of these things to promote. And then how do we leverage the resources we have through our ad buy to achieve, you know, what we need to achieve from a from a messaging standpoint for all of that stuff. So we spend a lot of time planning about, you know, which area is getting what uh, amount of advertising. So apart from getting his master's and one brief post-college job, Jake has really only worked for Northern Quest. There's a lot of value in this commitment to a signal organization. I want to better understand how his job role and function have grown and evolved while he's been with them. So you've been at Northern Quest for nearly eight years. How has your job function and like job specifically changed and evolved over that time? Yeah, um, it's changed significantly. So uh, I talked a little before about you know starting as an intern on a temporary basis and then that transitioning into a full career. So I've had um, I've held several roles uh, after the internship ended. Uh, I took a role as a marketing coordinator, and that's really the baseline. That's kind of the glue to any marketing department. They're uh, really focused on details and uh, execution of those details. They're essentially a resource for the business in, in or the client in this case, the departments at Northern Quest that they work with. They're they're like the marketing arm that then goes back to the rest of the marketing department to to turn plans or ideas into action. And and um, that's really good experience for anyone cutting their teeth in the in the marketing field because you learn, you know, you learn how to talk to people because you have to be the bridge between an operational department and a service department, uh, between creative services, uh, graphic designers, that sort of thing, and that department as well. So um, did that for about 18 months. Um, moved on to uh, uh, the analytics side of business. Um, so I was a marketing analytics strategist, I think is what it was, my title was. Um, and that is, was really uh, focused on doing the marketing coordinator role, but then also, uh, you know, applying some of the analysis that we talked about earlier into, uh, into that. So it was incorporating, and that's at the time when, you know, the rise of digital. So um, a lot of time spent more on digital side of things. Um, I spent about three years as a marketing manager. Uh, and that is, um, that's kind of the an iteration of the marketing coordinator from the standpoint of getting things done, but you're a decision maker um, in that standpoint. So you have management tasks on top of um, working with different um, departments. And that is, uh, it, you know, different companies have different hierarchical structures, but, you know, that's, um, uh, that's a, uh, you know, that's kind of a, 
that's a senior role at a lot of places of marketing manager. Um, and then uh, recently had the fortune of um, uh, taking over as the director of marketing. And I've been in that in, in my current role, running the entire department, not just uh, segments of it uh, for six months, something like that. What's kept you there at Northern Quest so long? Uh, the diversification of business. So kind of, uh, you know, talking a little bit uh, earlier about getting a lot of experience in, in different areas. Uh, and then also the, you know, the mission of the Cowsville tribe that that for a lot of people who work there is really important. And it and it's, you know, been important to me. Uh, so the Cowsville tribe, you know, they are a sovereign government. So the money that they that they make from their businesses goes into them funding their government. So they're providing health care, they're providing road services, uh, uh, all kinds of things, police force um, uh, for their for their people, and and you know all of that is uh, really important to what we do on a daily basis because it is the mission behind it. So, you know, it's um, it's service at its core because it's going kind of to the the, the bigger. Um, or the larger good, uh, and that's really uh, important to me in my career. And it's you know, it's pro- honestly it's probably become more important to me. Um, you know, as I've you know have a small family and and that sort of thing. You know, that the ability to provide you know has really resonated with me, and that's what Northern Quest does. Not just what I do at Northern Quest, but what everyone who works there does. You know, it's supporting the tribe in their community. So how closely do you work with the tribe and do you have to report in some way to the tribe? Yeah, from a budgetary standpoint, absolutely. Uh, the, uh, the nature of a creative service department, uh, their resources, uh, and they're not resources that every everyone can have in every single department. So we end up, uh, what I you know, liaising or consulting with the tribe on certain different projects. They do have a they do have a designer, and uh, a lot of times, you know, one designer can only do so much, and 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 so you know, we have a team of, of professionals that do this sort of thing. So we we certainly come in and help on projects. If that's you know, but uh, it's something that they um, they definitely request from us, and we actively work with them on. So I know you're still pretty green at your like current position, but what have you really enjoyed? kind of as the director? Uh, so I am a big fan of coaching. So the leadership standpoint um, has been a uh, has been the thing that <clears throat> that my new role has provided, you know, uh, more so than what I've had in, in other roles. I'm a big proponent of people, you know, kind of even another cliche, managing up or, uh, you know, I don't think that you have to be like a leader to lead, if that makes sense. You don't have to be like a senior manager to lead by any means. Uh, and so, you know, I found my stride in being able to do that across whatever position I have. But now, you know, um, having the department, you know, report up through me, it just gives me an opportunity to, to, to provide that at every level. So with this position, you're kind of like the top of the ladder now. Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, yeah, good question. So uh, from uh, the department standpoint, I am. We do have a chief marketing officer, so there's even one you know, step further, um, you know, I'm ambitious and I've always been ambitious and, and I don't, I don't shy away from even telling my boss that, uh, and, and she definitely, definitely knows that And the next step for me is, you know, just continuing to, to, to run. And 
you know, the, the next level, at least in our company, um, is really the, it's the business side of it. So like our chief marketing officer is really focused on the long term, where are we going to be in 10 years or 20 years? You know, I'm, I'm thinking about what are we doing this year? So it's, it's different. It's a different mindset and philosophy, that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, I do see my skill set lending itself, but uh, I have a lot to learn. Where do you think Northern Quest is going in 10 years? Uh, hopefully nowhere. Um, we, uh, you know, we have a we have a growth um, plan in terms of where we want to be. The tribe owns uh, 400 acres uh, south of where the existing casino is. So the long term plan is, you know, to develop that, you know, mixed use kind of stuff. It could be some residential with um, other, you know, other things. Um, and so, you know, it's it's just, co- you know, continuing the commitment to Northern Quest being a destination. So where do we go from from here in terms of, you know, growing the existing footprint to include more? And it's all about, you know, the ability to come into a, a community and not necessarily have to leave um, to get what you need. Essentially have all the resources that you would need to kind of live, work and play in one master planned environment. And, there is a lot of um, there's a lot of question around uh, casino and the, the the aging demographic of of gamblers and that sort of thing. So the you know part of the question is what does what does gambling look like in the future as well? And um, we have to be Northern Quest has to be um, uh, nimble enough to adapt and pivot as trends change in the gaming space. Uh, because we still have the mission of going back and supporting the tribe and everything that they want to do. So uh, for them to make all of the progress that they've done, you know, in the last 20 years and and have that just go away because, you know, because casino gaming went away is kind of a, you know, it's not, I guess it's not in the best interest of, of the tribe. So we're trying to find, you know, ways to continually expand on, where you know revenue to support the tribe is going to come from in the future and that's lifestyle it's probably lifestyle type expansion yeah can you kind of elaborate on that lifestyle expansion well i think it's anywhere i mean look at vegas as an example so vegas uh hasn't turned up well i shouldn't they haven't they've turned a profit they haven't uh about 10 years ago uh, the revenue for non-gaming exceeded the revenue for gaming uh, in Vegas, and that trend has continued ever since. So, gaming revenues shrink, and non-gaming revenues are increasing. So that is entertainment, that's shopping, that's dining, hospitality, things that you would go to Vegas and do that's not on the casino floor is essentially what we're talking about. So, how do we diversify and make uh, coming to a place like a campus like Northern Quest? Uh, interesting enough for gamers or non-gamers. So it kind of sounds like the casino industry might be entering more of like a fluid or transitional time in the market. Do you think there's any worry that casino gaming might not be as relevant for younger generations as it is right now? I don't think uh, casino gaming in any way is a risk of going away. Uh, I think that uh, all operators are conscious of this changing trend and to the degree that they're able are adapting to it so, you know some uh some casinos in washington state are much smaller have you know very different footprints have different goals and focuses um and they're not going to be building giant shopping malls or any you know other things i mean some casinos don't even have hotels in washington at this point but there is a trend where uh, a lot are building them um 
we have just a decade of uh, head start, which is good for us. Um, and we're on kind of to the next step. But I think all of those operators are looking at what they can do within their existing footprint to achieve some level of this. And uh, I also don't think that uh, casino gaming from the standpoint, like people are just going to stop doing it. Um, but it's how does, and part of it is industry, like how do the game providers, so our vendors that we work with who make slot machines or develop themes for slot machines or come up with new interesting table game type, you know, games, uh, how are they changing to those changing dynamics? Um, I think they're, uh, you're going from a traditional you know, my my parents, you know, like to sit at slot machines and push the button or pull the handle, and that's good enough. When you look at people, you know, my age um, or even uh, one generation above, they're starting to look at things like um, strategy. How do you have, you know, some way to affect the outcome? And that is that is one of the chief differences between slot players and, and table game players, even to a certain extent. Um, the ability to make a decision rather than just pushing the button and having the computer do it for you. Uh, and I think as games adapt, that's also going to change. Do you think that kind of like advantage early on was due to like some really nice foresight and yes. be able to look into where the market's going? So, yeah, you know, I think that in the early 2000s, the tribe was looking at how are they going to support themselves and said, what are we going to do and had the ability to have off reservation. They, they did a two-part determination with the federal government. So Northern Quest is actually on land that is reservation land. Uh, it's, um, it's just not on the main reservation up north. It's fairly rare uh, with Indian tribes. And um, they had the ability to make their case of why they deserved it and end up, ended up uh, getting that from the federal government. And then I think to, through stable leadership uh, for, uh, on, on uh, the tribal council for the Calico tribe uh, has just you know, had some really good foresight, like you said, uh, and, and stuck with it and knew how they wanted to do business because how they do business is how they treat people. And that's really important. We actually all wear badges that talk about Calisbell hospitality, in, including our employee badge. There's a separate piece on there that talks about what our mission is. And uh, part of that is um, what we call Calisbell hospitality. It's the way that we treat people. And that's the underlying principle of how the tribe you know, treats people and then how any of their businesses do business. And that commitment has you know allowed us to continue and be successful at what we're doing for a really long time because you have really solid leadership giving the vision and then they let people go and do their jobs uh, and that's uh, I, I would say that that's rare um, but it's certainly um, refreshing to know that you have that support work-life balance is super important nowadays how do you kind of balance your value of family with your job yeah um, that is uh, ever, ever changing from the standpoint of um, the industry and, and what I was describing about Northern Quest in terms of all that we have going on that changes. What is, um, what is refreshing is that uh, the tribe's commitment to family, it goes back to that Cowsville hospitality. They are a family. The tribe is, you know, literally a family. And so, um, you know, knowing that, you know, your employer supports that, there will always be days where you have to work late. There will always be a late phone call that you get. There will always be something like that. So as long as you have the boundary and that's established, that's something that's been really uh, practical for me in terms of how I manage my work-life balance. 
uh, I have two young kids and a wife and, um, you know, uh, they all have things going on that, you know, that dad needs to be present for. Uh, and so, you know, in taking, you know, this position, you know, my, my boss has, has uh, a few kids, uh, uh, they're teenagers essentially compared to you know my toddlers but um you know she gets it from the standpoint of of you know the the work that that family takes and and how you do have to do that you know outside of the office and things like that so uh the support network is there do you have any advice for current students particularly marketing concentrations who are about to enter the job market yeah um you know, uh, specialization is is certainly uh, one thing, and it works for a lot of people. My experience was being generally good at everything. Um, so if you have that, you know, if you have that opportunity to, uh, you know, kind of cross pollinate your experience in any way, if that is from uh, digital to maybe something more on the creative side to something more on the account side, you know, kind of spread your wings and and learn it all because it will benefit you. Um, the nature of marketing departments in to some degree are going to a, uh, well, it's, it's kind of hotly debated actually, centralization versus decentralization. Um, so if, you know, if you're prescribed to the model of centralization, you're going to, you know, one group of people, likely a fairly small group of people kind of doing everything. So the ability to, you know, have experience across the board uh, is really going to be beneficial to you. And you only get that if you are open to, you know, learning new things that you may not think would be practical for you in the long term. Yeah. So are there any like skills that your top employees possess that are, make them particularly valuable for Northern Quest and that they'd be valuable kind gotcha. of anywhere also? Uh, data analysis uh, to go in the in the in the line of uh, digital is really important. So um, there is a big gap between what happens, your ability to assess what happens, and then your ability to make decisions based off of what happened. If you cannot shorten that window um, through really sound analysis, through process and procedure, uh, you're use, you're not using your information to make your your business or, or marketing or advertising decisions. Uh, what skills hard or soft are becoming increasingly valuable kind of in the current job market and how can students hone these abilities while they're at college? So uh, personally, you know, I uh, talking about a kind of a jack of all trades in the marketing sense, I have I don't have any creative background, um, but I feel uh and, and I think my, my work speaks for the fact that you have a certain eye, even if you're not in, in a creative field, especially when you are working with creatives. So, uh, you know, having the ability to, um, to work with designers of any kind, if it's print, if it's digital, if it's animation, anything like that, you know, being able to um, work and talk around, about a vision of where you want to go with a certain thing um, is, is really important. So um, I know it's not... Uh, you know, design would be much more of like a hard skill, the ability to do it and have a good eye for it. But, you know, having the the skill to be able to communicate to someone who does that um, from a hard skills perspective, like a designer of any discipline is um, is really important. And I and I think it has uh, uh, allowed me to 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 operate at a different in a different way than my predecessors have. So it seems like you've experienced a lot of growth over these last eight years at Northern Quest. How do you think you've changed during that time? Oh, man. Um, well, I think sense of purpose has definitely, definitely changed. Um, 
I talked about my kids a little bit and um, the notion of family. I mean, that's, you know, that's something that, you know, coming out of college, uh, I obviously didn't have. Uh, so I've had to figure out how to adapt my ambition against the, you know, the, the, the value of family and, you know, my commitments on, on the family side. So, you know, figuring out how to still be ambitious and a desire to be successful, um, you know, professionally, but also be successful uh, personally with my family and how do those two blend together, um, has been, uh, where I've had to, you know, make as changes, you know, because, you know, uh, things just change by the nature of ha- you know adding adding kids to the pictures. Today's episode was edited and produced by Elijah Eichenbroke. Music courtesy of Music Box Licensing. Download other episodes on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.